right, everybody, welcome to episode two of the Rico's Watches podcast. I'm your host, Eric, and I'm here today with my good friend, Jeremy, who uh, runs the Timepiece Love Instagram page. Jeremy, how are you doing today? I am good. What is going on, Eric? And you know, what's really weird is ever since ever since I've met you, I've called you Rico, so it sounds weird calling you Eric. Hey. That's hey, that's cool. You know, I mean, that was just, it was a nickname and that's why I used it uh, for the page when I was like trying to stay all anonymous and incognito, but I yeah. figured, you know what, everyone seems super solid in the watch fam. I might as well just, you know, <laughs> use my, use at least my real first name and, and go from there. there go. Right. So thanks so much for yeah. coming out today, man. I, I really appreciate you coming on and doing the show. No, nah, thanks for having me, man. It's an honor to be on your show. I know it's a brand new, brand new podcast and YouTube. So congratulations on that. It's definitely a great journey you're going on here. Thanks, man. It's really exciting. It's, you know, it's episode two. So it's just, it's just starting episode out. Two. It's, uh, it's really cool. It's really cool to have guys like you on the show, uh, especially people like you showing interest. So I really appreciate uh, when the big, the bigger fish in the game want to ah, chat with us little guys. And a bigger fish. I'm, I'm just scratching the surface. Come on now. Oh, there, there, <laughs> there's that, there's that uh, humble timepiece love. Uh, That's me though. Way of doing things. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So <laughs> Matt, just uh, while we have you here, like, tell us about the page. Like what, what made you want to start the page? What, what is the timepiece love page to people? Tell me. So the timepiece love page, it all started when I got my Panerai Pam 422, mm. which I'm wearing right now. So right now I'm wearing my Pam 422, which I wear. Beautiful. And every single time I wear it, it's like the first time every time, you know what I mean? And uh, I wanted this watch for a really long time. I've talked about it on my, on my pictures and posts numerous amounts of times, and I never get tired of it because it's just a piece that Panerai in general is something I wanted for many, many, many years. Mm -hmm. And when I finally got it, I mean, on my personal page, I would post wrist shots of the Yachtmaster or my Seiko. And when I got the Panerai, I was like, I'm not going to annoy my personal network with watch shots. Not everyone understands our love for watches, and I don't want people thinking I'm showing off. So I just went to my wife and I told her, you know what? I've seen a couple of accounts that just post watch shots. So I'm going to do the same thing. And she looked at me like, are you really? And I said, why not? And boom, I posted my first Panerai watch shot against the wall, showing the dome, the dome crystal. And that was the main reason. It was really to, to take pictures of my watch and not annoy my personal network. And it made me realize that I have a big passion for photography. I used to have... Mm -hmm my camera around all the time and I just love taking pictures and now I could actually focus on pictures of watches which was really cool so that was the start of the page that's awesome that was the beginning that's yeah. I mean, did you ever think that uh, when you started it back then that it would take off the way it has today no I mean not at all uh it was legit like I got five likes and I was stoked like oh look at this I got five likes oh look I got a comment and I got five followers. I got, I got 10 followers and, you know, it just made me, it opened up my whole mind and my whole world with, you know, my personal page was really big on, like, as you could see on timepiece love, mm -hmm. I focus on positive motivation and, and all that good stuff, positive vibes every time. And mm -hmm. I used to do that for my personal network, my personal page all the time too. <laughs> and it just, which is not really, you know, I, I knew that 
from my friends and family who followed me, they're probably like, what's this, is this guy trying to be Tony Robbins? And <laughs> I'm not, I'm just a very positive person. I've always been my whole life. And um, what this, what this page has, you know, made me able to do is it's made me be able to enjoy watches and be positive. And that's just part of, I think that's part of the growth too, is ever since the beginning of my page, I told my wife, I'm not going to be a wrist shot page. I am going to create a journey with the watch with the owner. So it's, you know, as you could see, I curate all these different things. I'm at work. I'm, you know, I'm doing this with my life. This is what I'm feeling deep down inside. This mm -hmm. is what I'm going through emotionally. And I do that through my watch pictures so that people see the watch and then they, they read my captions and they're all thoughtful because it comes from like, it comes from inside and, and, it, and people resonate with it. And that's, I've been enjoying that. It's actually been like my journal. So my, my pages has been like a journal for me to kind of document what I'm feeling, what I'm doing, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm aiming to do in life. And what's really cool too, is it's the name too. So when I first started time, peace, love was time for watches peace, because when I hold the watch, I felt peaceful. I felt like Zen from it. And love was, you know, there's a lot of love for the, for the hobby. I start the page. I grow, I grow this really cool following of awesome people that enjoy my positivity. And now the meaning is completely different. It's time because watches again, but peace is every single person in this community that joins together. We're all at peace where there's nothing to argue about unless there's a, there's a few bad apples in the world, but let's face it. You're going to have that, anyway. but everyone's in it together and we're all mm. peaceful and then love everyone just shows each other so much love. I mean, it's like, you can't find another community where everyone's just supporting so many different people and we all love the same thing. So it's, it's that, that meaning complete change. So it changed from my interest to watches to like every, like a community of people. And that's kind of, it, it opened my eyes to that too. That's unreal, man. I think, I think answers like that and uh, the kind of words you use like that are, are definitely <laughs> lends to the authenticity that makes your page so popular with people right i think people yeah. just love how like authentic and real you are about your hobby and, and about your passions and, and and the community right i mean the watch fam as you said it's, it's a great community it's great to see people come together and kind of the interactions we get to have that's how we met right i mean that's how I, we met and you know what i did before this call i ended up going to our chat i went to our dm and you've uh, you and I have chatted a lot since. Yes. And I looked at it. I wanted you to know. I wanted you to know the the first DM you sent me was November third, right? And oh my god. And all of that was from you sharing my picture, okay. and I appreciated that. <laughs> and then I shared your picture, and then it came this back and forth. And then you asked me a question about certain watches that you want in the future, and like what what do you think? What do you think would be a good one out of these three? And. Mm -hmm. Look, I don't care how many followers I have. Someone, anyone who, who DMs me and asks me for my opinion, I take that as straight honor. Like this guy values what I think. And I would even look at my wife like, look, babe, this guy wants to know what I think. This is cool, <laughs> right? And and we kept talking since then. And that's the, a huge example of what we do in this community. For sure. You know? Absolutely. I think it's so <laughs> like, I think that you kind of nailed it on the head. I don't know, like, maybe where you live compared to where I live or different parts of the world, but depending on where you are, like this hobby can be kind of isolating, right? There's not, it's not like it's a huge community where just anyone off the street, you could pull them aside and be like, Hey, 
want to see this pan 422 yeah. and they'll be like what what's wrong with you get away from me yeah, <laughs> right what is, yeah what is wrong with you <laughs> exactly right like how do you like, right. it's, it's so hard to <clears throat> to find sort of uh, a community like what you have with the online watch fam right in in real life right so i think that yeah. when we make these connections and we start talking with each other it it makes it it makes it that much more enjoyable because you're getting sort of that like genuine connection and mutual understanding of the hobby that you can't get from people necessarily in the real world. Right. You, or that's le- completely true. Right. It's true. And yeah. I mean, like, like, I don't know anybody I could have shown the watches I showed you to in November and been like in my life now and been, and they could have given me any sort of actual like insightful feedback from experience, you know? Yeah. No, Whereas I like, I think I think I, ones I showed you. I remember. I think it was like a Rolex sub. It was a Panerai. It was a Rolex sub, Panerai. No, and you also showed me the C, um, Seamaster. You showed oh, me a Seamaster. Okay. You showed me a Seamaster like, and another dive watch. I forgot which one. It wasn't the it wasn't the Seamaster like a James Bond Seamaster. It was the um, the three hundred. Seamaster three hundred. You yeah. sent me the oh, yeah. Seamaster three hundred, and we were talking about that for a little while. And I think we talked about the lugs being like really long on one of them and things mm-hmm. like that. So. Yeah. And, and it's, but like, where else could we do something like that? Exactly. You know what I mean? It's I and I get that often now, which is amazing is uh, someone DM me today and asked me what I thought about a speedy, mm-hmm. a vintage speedy and my thoughts with a touch of gold on it. And I gave him my opinion and he's like, I love it too. And he's like, well, I appreciate you loving it. And it was like, like, that's all, that's honor right there. I mean, I'm, I'm humbled by that because I am not a watch expert. I have a mm-hmm. passion for it. But I'll never I, I could honestly say I could never be someone who will be a true expert of all timepieces. It's not it's mm-hmm. just I just have a passion for watches and the people around them, you mm-hmm. know, and that's kind of what it is. Yeah, absolutely. But, man. And that's and that's a big part of the growth, too. I know um, like I think I just passed eighty five hundred, mm-hmm. you know, and my goal is ten like for now, you know, and, and this year, 2021, my goal is twenty five K. Um, my growth is from just legit people. I give, Mm -hmm. I give the watch community all the credit for my growth on top of my messaging and my pictures. Um, and this, this, you're not going to find a community like this, in my opinion. I really don't think so. It's true. It's one of those unique niche, (laughs) niche communities where, you know, it, it, you know, it's a small hobby, but there's so yep. many good people in it, you know, like, yeah. I, I absolutely, I love this hobby. Even just the support I've gotten since I put uh, episode one of the podcast up earlier this week, right? Like the yeah. reception already from some of the bigger podcasters, some of the bigger uh, like YouTube pages and things like that, reaching out, leaving yeah. comments on the page, just things like that, right? Like it's, you know, it's cool when you see the people who are kind of up there talking to the people that are down here and we're all trying to bring everybody up together. You know, it's, it's really, it's really and neat it's, community. And it's true because at the end of the day, look, we could go to Hollywood and there's celebrities in Hollywood, but let's be real in the watch community. There are people and accounts that we would consider watch fam celebrities too, mm-hmm. you know, like people that, you know, have a following that have a, an influence in the community and, mm-hmm. And it's a, that's a beautiful thing in itself too, is when you're talking to someone that has that following, you're, you're honored. If you're immediately honored because at the end of the day, there's a lot of us in this community. There mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So how do you think then, you know, the growth that you've had, the interactions that you've had and, you know, just 
becoming kind of like the the little icon that you are in the community at this point how's that how's that affected your how's that affected calling me an icon well you know what i mean (laughs) you know i know what you mean it's so i'll tell you um i'll start with the growth itself i mean i can't i can't give my photography and because at the end of the day i look at some accounts and i'm like wow that is that is some really good photography right Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think the growth comes from me completely being transparent and a different watch page where people know who I am and what my goals are and, and what I want to give back to the community when I can and how much the community actually inspires me back. And and I'm all about just sharing that. So people, people have DM'd me of how a certain caption has changed their whole day. Mm-hmm. I've had people, I've had people tell me why they haven't responded if they weren't feeling well, like you know, it's, I'm connected to so many people and it's, it's a complete honor. So mm-hmm. the growth comes from there, comes from the transparency, but I, there's certain people in the community that have, that have helped me grown too. So I'll tell you, you um, there's many people that reach out to me and ask me, how have you grown? Mm-hmm. And I tell them, I don't have, there's no secret sauce to the growth. Uh, it's rare. I mean, one year in, I'm almost at 10, I mean, a little over a year in, I'm almost at 10 grand. And I'll, I'll give a couple people credit. If you don't mind, I'll, I'll say their names. Go ahead. My first ever meetup, I was, I was just, I'm really new. I might've had a thousand, maybe eight, like 900 to a thousand. And um, I was scrolling through and this one guy that I always liked his pictures, I noticed his location was local. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I've been, I've been hitting up people from Capacitorized. So Italy, Spain, all these people from mm. other countries, I found a local person. So. Um, and his name's Clocks on the Rocks. Okay? okay, and he's an awesome. Yeah, Clocks on the Rocks. If, if no one's following him, do that. What what happened was I DM'd him. Well, actually, I I said, "Wow, you're local. I saw your your location." And then we DM'd each other for a little while, and then he invited me for coffee. It's my first time, right? That was that was very weird, very different. I've never done it. I I go to my wife. I'm like, "This cool guy, Clocks on the Rocks. You know, he he invited me to have coffee." And she goes, are you going to go? <laughs> I said, I think so. I mean, I should, right? <laughs> I don't even know what he looks like. I mean, I've shown my face a couple of times. I think, yeah. yeah, but at that point, I don't even, I know what his wrist looks like. And I know he has a beautiful collection of Seikos and a Submariner. And nice. like, I'm going to go. I met, I met up with him. That was such a great time. I think we had coffee for two hours. And he, and, he, and he gave me stories about the watch fam. He gave me, he taught me about Red Bar and what Red Bar was. And he told me about, about you know certain people and that was amazing and then we we parted ways we hung out we kept DMing each other and then we meet up again but the cool thing is is he gifted me and this is where the growth kind of helps and and i'll get to it too is you know he he gifted me a book and the book that i always showcase every now and then it's one of my favorite books that i've read and it and i always put it because it's a perfect prop too the discovering time book i don't know if you've seen posts and you follow them yet but um, Discovering Time book is one of my favorite books because it's, he said, I have a book that's about the watch community. And it's not just a book about watches. It's about people's journeys within the community. I mean, I'm sorry. Um, it's about, um, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here, but it's about this individual's uh, journeys, meeting people all over the world because wow. of his love for watches. And um, what's really cool about that is he gave me the book, right? He gave me the book and he signed it. <laughs> he signed the book and the, the, oh, and the other account is Upper 
Crust Life, okay, out of brain freeze at this moment. So the book was written by Upper Crust Life, another account. You read the book and he gifted it to me. And at that time it was me, Clocks in the Rocks and his really good friend who he met through the watch community wound wheels. Mm. So here all three of us are talking watches. He gives me the book. I go home and I read it right away. And it's fascinating because I just met two guys from the watch community and I'm reading a book about how people are meeting people from the watch community. And I'm like, I'm living this right now. And it's fascinating. And as you're reading the book, this book is so clever because it gives you everyone's Instagram name and photography from Instagram pages from these people. So what am I doing as I'm reading this book? I'm searching these, 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 these usernames and I'm following these people. And I become friends with so many people from the book just from interacting with them. And it just, that interaction with Clocks in the Rocks, Wound Wheels and getting that book helped me meet so many people in the watch community to really get to know more people. And I think that's a big part of my growth too is, wow. look, it's a community, right? And mm-hmm. it's a watch community. You gotta be in the community too. You gotta meet people in the community and you gotta be willing to get to know people in that community if you wanna grow in it too. You know, No one's really just gonna be a follower because you have a nice watch. Mm, absolutely yeah. it's usually about the people behind the accounts too right exactly exactly so that's my that's my beginning growth I, I i will say meeting them and connecting with those people helped spark a lot of my growth too and and showed me a lot about what this watch community was all about that's so awesome. if, yeah so if anyone's never seen heard about like read the book it's on amazon it's a beautiful book it's fun it's a fun book to read i'm gonna have to check it out i didn't know about it either yeah. so I'll, I'll definitely this, yeah uh, discovering time yeah, absolutely. De- definitely. Definitely. So you kind of mentioned um, your goals for 2021. You want to push it to 25,000. Is that correct? Yes. So I do. other than other than <laughs> than reaching that that milestone, which I'm totally confident you'll hit, by the way, man, your growth is unreal. Like since like since <laughs> I no, I think it was that. since since just before Christmas to today on uh January 27th, you gained almost over a thousand followers. <laughs> and I don't understand it either. And that's crazy. And you even, you DM me and I think you DM me and told me that. And I said, did I? Yeah. And I don't track it. So, and I'll tell you one thing I do too, is I don't, I don't look at my followers and track if I, if I get to a milestone, I just really enjoy this. I enjoy like, and I, and I say it in my live videos all the time. I really don't have any followers. I wake up and I really feel like I have if they're all real accounts, yes. I mean, 8,500 friends, you know, like I could wake up and just reach out to anybody that's in my group mm-hmm. and there's always a good conversation, you know? Absolutely. So my goal is, my goal is 10, you know, that my goal is to reach the 10, but by the end of 2021, I, I want to be at 25K. So what else other than that is are your plans for the page going into the future? So I have a few things. I mean, I want to... This is what this page has taught me too. I know one of the things you were curious about is how has it impacted my life, right? Mm. I would never think I would be impactful to other people. I mean, you know, in this in this regard, mm-hmm. um, you know, people are inspired by my words and, you know, being positive. Uh, it's, it's kind of opened my eyes to what else I want to do. So a few things I, I have a goal for is one, I really want to be some sort of brand ambassador for you know, certain brands, whether I'm looked at as someone who could just, here's some product, we love the way you uh, photograph it, create some lifestyle stuff with it. I'd love that. I mean, Mm -hmm. that would be amazing. 
Um, I want to brand timepiece love a little bit more. I, I do want to come out with t-shirts, mm. have motivation on them, things that I might've said, but shorten them out so that people know that I said something motivational. It's on the shirt with my logo on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, I've said it before. I want to create my own watch. I have sketches. I want to create a watch that symbolizes the watch community um, to symbolize time, peace, love, and all the peace and love that everyone shows each other. So I want to create a watch and who knows, I mean, just partnering with people and, and doing things like that. That's, that's my, that's my goal for, for 2021. It's a lot, but a lot has happened for 2020 for me. Dude, you know? those are some ambitious goals, but I'm totally confident you'll achieve them, man. I mean, again, yeah, look yeah. at how much you've done up to this point. Right. And, and now that you're kind of yeah. in the groove and you're figuring it out and you kind of got the, the base established, I think kind of branching off into some other things is definitely a, a great great way of uh moving forward with the page that's that's awesome and you kind of mentioned yeah, you kind of mentioned working with some brands what uh what yeah. brands have you already been able to work with and that's another so there you go that's another watch fam watch community story you know you don't know what this community is going to do for you just like that sometimes um i was chatting with a random paneristi on instagram one day and he goes have you joined the panerai facebook group mm-hmm. and i said i didn't even know they had a facebook group like I'm just mm-hmm. new to this community. I joined it. I posted one picture that, that was my favorite that I that I captured the PAM422 on. Mm-hmm. And um, I shared it. I said, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be part of the Panerai community. Here's my first first contribution as a Paneristi. And DMs, I got a DM from, from I, I made a, a really good friend. He's like a brother to me now. His name's GQ Stew on Instagram. Like we okay. talk every day. We're we text each other every day. We wow. both like we're friends now, you know, and and then another person DM me who was Alpha Straps mm-hmm. and out of nowhere, I was blown away by that. He goes, are you a product photography and I photographer? And I said, I don't even know what that is. I mean, I, I love photography and no, I'm not a, a product photographer. And he goes, well, mm-hmm. there's something about your pictures that that are, are there's they, they you feel something from them. I said, wow, that sounds amazing. And from there, he gave me the opportunity to photograph all his straps and promote his brand. So I started promoting Alpha Straps. And then I promoted Alpha Straps. Another brand that approached me was the Lug Straps. I had the opportunity to photograph their straps. I did an unboxing video for them. Beautiful, great straps. And look, look, I mean, at the end of the day, you don't expect things like that. You know what I mean? And then another brand that, you know, almost the same same kind of time frame was straps go hmm. sent me a bunch of straps as well and i photograph them i email them the originals they use it for their page it's an honor to just be appreciated for photography and kind of showcasing how good their straps could be um, and i also i saw that you are an ambassador for straps go tell me a little bit more about that uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, you kind of, you know, the drill, right? I mean, they send you some free straps here and there and you just uh, talk yeah. a little bit about their product. And and I actually like, what's really cool about straps is they're actually a Canadian company. Um, Beautiful. So, so I thought that was really neat too, being obviously based in Western Canada, they're uh, in Quebec. So they're like Eastern central, Eastern Canada, Sure, sure, sure. but uh, it was, it was neat being able to work with another, another Canadian company. Um, they're, their product is awesome. Their prices are way are very reasonable. I mean, you know as well as I do how crazy prices can get on straps sometimes. Right? Oh yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I I think they're awesome. They're great to work with. Um, I'll throw a 
a link down in the description box below the video with uh, my discount code that people can use if they want to, to go 10%. Ten percent off, yeah. Ten percent. Just use uh, use Rico ten at uh, your checkout there, and you'll get to ten percent off your whole <laughs> order. So there you go. There's my little shameless pitch. <laughs> it's okay. Look, you're allowed because at the end of the day, I will say this: um, I've worn quite a few of their straps, mm -hmm. and for the price mm -hmm. and the value, mm -hmm. I'm happy. I mean, all the straps I've worn with the Speedy. I mean, look, I've I got my my Speedy, and I wanted straps like crazy mm -hmm. amount. I think I got like three different kinds from them just for the speedy alone. Oh, man. And I love all of them. I love all of them. And, and it, for the price, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. Absolutely. So you picked a great, picked a great brand to kind of be ambassador for too. Which yeah. Is amazing. I mean, they're, they're an awesome brand. I really hope to uh, kind of like you, I want to branch out more. Hopefully the podcast affords some, some opportunities. Hopefully as I grow, that affords me some opportunities. I know we talked a little bit about uh, your Pam for two, two, and sort of our earlier conversations, mm -hmm. man, you are like, the biggest most influential person i've ever met on instagram who pushes people towards panerai you, you got me you got me sold on panerai dude like i know. i, <laughs> I take i i take so many i mean I, I i i mix up my page now and i take a lot of pictures of all my other pieces right mm -hmm. um but there's something about photographing the pan 422 at different angles at different types of activities i'm doing i i, I love it um and you know, you said it, you said it, you said, I, I push you to, to want a Panerai. And I think in the year that I've owned this, this Panerai, I think five people or four or five people told me they bought a Panerai because of me, That's unreal. which is insane because it, it just makes me like honored that people DM me and they go, Hey, by the way, I got my 422. I'm part of the club. I'm like, this is cool. Like what? And some people will, call, will DM me and say, I have these three Panerais. Which one do you think is the better one? And I'm mm. like, I'm not, I, 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 I'm honored that you asked. I think this one. I'm like, good. Thanks for your, thanks for your input. I, I, I agree with you. And it's so humbling. It's unreal, you know, Eric. It's, it's unreal that, that, um, that I get to experience it. And I'm, and I'm not even your interview with uh, your authorized dealer. You know, he was talking yeah. about how there's different clicks right there's the panerai mm -hmm. click there's, there's just different i own the panerai for two pan 422 right and mm -hmm. i consider myself a panerisi because i have nothing but love for the brand but i wear a lot of other brands too if i will i will i ever say that i'll, I'll only wear panerai no because there's so much love out there but panerai is like the brand when i wear it it's i'm empowered and it, it got me this page i mean let's be real this this panerai mm -hmm made me start my page it made me mm. uncover timepiece love and panerai is just that brand that i would love to work with mm. they're an un they're an unreal 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 brand their pieces are amazing there's a certain just like i don't know like it's 2021 i don't know if it's safe to say this stuff anymore but there's a certain <laughs> like masculine just magic about them you know like they're just <laughs> they're just they're just they're just a man yeah. watch you know like it and, is. And, and, they're, and they're sort of un unapologetic about it you know they're like this is what we are. If you don't like it, yeah, buy a Rolex. <laughs> go, yes. go, go buy. It. <laughs> no, it's true, <laughs> right? Yeah. And and what's funny? It's funny you say that because when I had that opportunity to go to a Panerai virtual event where I met mm. uh, Philippe Bonnet, um, the CEO in US, they said it. Like, I mean, they said there's n there, there's no other brand that you're gonna wear mm -hmm. where from like, like twenty feet away someone's gonna say that is a nice Panerai. And the funny thing is, is that happened to me like twice. Like 15, 20 feet 
Either way. I'm in I'm in uh, Long Island with my wife. We're on downtown. I have an ice cream, and I'm holding my my ice cream, and it's spilling all over my hand. And as I'm wiping my hand, all this melted chocolate, this guy who's holding his baby and his wife was next to him from like 15, 20 feet away. He goes, "Dude, nice panorama, man." And I and I and I looked up, <laughs> and I was like, "Thank you so much." And I. Looked at my wife and my wife's like, deflate, deflate the head, deflate, deflate the head. And I said, huh? huh? She and and they said it though. Panor um Philippe and all the representatives on that call, they said that, you know, there's not another piece that you could wear mm -hmm. and from far away people know what it is. And that's mm -hmm. why I love photographing it so much, because I could do pictures from far away from close up and you still see it on my wrist. Mm -hmm. And it just it does have that presence on it. You know, I think, the, I think it's, it's like something that I love about the brand is it's like they're like they're kind of all the same, but it's the small differences between each model oh, yeah. that that yeah. gives you the unique variation across the the catalog, right? <laughs> like like you get a Panerai, yeah. you know it's a Panerai. They they all have yes. certain unique features about them that are consistent across the entire uh, yes. range. But it's all the little things, whether it's a tobacco dial, it's gold hand, steel hands, green loom, brown sandwich loom, dial, sandwich sausage, dial, sausage dial, exactly. Berberini, exactly. uh, you know, yeah. Betterini so, case, 1950s case, 1940s case. And then case. Bravada case. Yeah, like exactly. so. And that's what made it so hard to pick one, too. It mm -hmm. makes it very hard to pick one. But at the end of the day, you don't lose out if you pick one because they're all so very special. Exactly. But I feel like I feel like that's kind yeah. of the unique thing with, with Panerai and how they kind of get people to keep buying so many is they'll never give you everything in one watch. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're right. Like, like, you're like, right you know like, like like for me like my dream my dream panerai it's a it's a eight day hand wind with, yep. a, with a tobacco dial a titanium case a 1950s case 1950s. 40, yeah this case 44 millimeter with the gold <clears throat> with the gold hands yep and and no date so you can get you can get really close they have they have the 564 which is tobacco dial titanium case eight day hand wind with um, I think they they have like sort of like the Fotina, like a lighter color. Fotina, Fotina, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, steel hands. So I was like, you see? Ah, it was you so see? close. And I wanted the gold hands. It was so close. <laughs> and and that's why I picked the four two two. Is yeah. it was, I wanted forty seven. Yeah. I wanted sandwich dot. Look, man. When I when I first fell in love with Panerai, um, I wanted any Panerai. But mm. when I was finally ready to get one, and my wife said just get it babe you deserve it you earned it you're, you've worked hard you're, you've you've worked hard for a long time that's when I got really serious about which one I wanted and I've really just started narrowing out things gold hands I want mm -hmm. that I want the 1950s because it's smooth and, and contoured I need the crown guard because I for a while I almost got the black seal I wanted a radio mirror radio mirror black seal because it's beautiful but I wanted the crown guard mm -hmm. then I wanted see-through case back then I wanted a power meet like you know power reserve meter and mm. everything that i wanted was in this one and it was the more expensive one out of all the ones i've ever looked at and then my wife's like look if that's the one you want don't settle for anything i even showed her a cheaper deal on the 423 the 423 is the one where the power reserves in the front yeah you know my wife said i know it's a lot cheaper the deal you found it but guess what that's too noisy in the front you you want the power reserve in the back i'm like who are you right now you know like okay that's cool. And then she, she told me not to settle and I, I waited till I could and I got the 422. So that's awesome, man. That's, that's yeah. a good, that's a good wife. It gives good advice. 
<laughs> yeah, right. And that's the thing too. So Panerai itself is a is a great brand. I think um, mm. if they ever gave me the opportunity, I'd, I'd definitely find a way to work with them. Really? Is there? Yeah. Is there any sort of any sort of rumblings of that possibly being on the horizon? No, not at all. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I wish I, I, that would be amazing. I mean, I, I've I've met them. I've met a few of them. I've communicated with them through, you know, obviously through comments, not DMs. And mm-hmm. that's something I would want to work on eventually is if they if they would see me as someone who could be somewhat of a ambassador just to showcase their their product through my photography. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Honestly, dude, I think with the amount of people you're turning on to the brand, I think that and the sort of like the passion and love that you have for it. And even just in like the the sort of exchange we just had about it. Yeah. Like, I think <laughs> that like, honestly, dude, like you would be nothing but an absolute credit to their brand. So if anyone, if, if, if any of my the current 15 followers on this <laughs> podcast happens to work at Panerai, you yeah. make sure you make yeah. sure that you, uh, you know, you put a word in with the guy upstairs uh, and make sure that, you know, my buddy Jeremy here gets gets that partnership. Oh, so, man. That's funny. So, <laughs> so, so other than Panerai, which yep. obviously I know is a, is a, is a very big part of your collection and a very important part of your collection. Yeah. What else do you have? What else is in the timepiece love collection? Sure. So my top, I mean, my collection, it's the PAM 422, mm-hmm. the new Speedmaster, not the new one, but the Speedmaster 1863 Sapphire Sandwich. Nice. I got my gold Yacht Master that my father had gifted to me, which mm-hmm. really got me started with the whole hobby. I have two Seikos. I have a Seiko uh, Save the ocean turtle with that mm. gradient blue dial i have the seiko recraft with this which is basically a vintage reissue looks like I, I saw it one day at the mall and i was like that looks so cool and vintage my wife surprised me with that one um i have one micro brand marinez which is a, my first non-stainless steel gold piece it's it's brass and i always wanted something to that i, that I could actually create a patina with Mm-hmm. And that's my first one. And then I have a few other pieces that I shared before in my in my page, which are the ones I don't wear very often. I also have a Hamilton khaki pilot. That mm-hmm. one um, I bought off of WatchFam during this pandemic. Another amazing WatchFam that I met through here that we we first started just DMing each other and became close friends. We feel like we've been friends for 20 years, even though we haven't. And um, that's uh, stuck on time. He gave me an amazing you know, opportunity to borrow. That's another thing about the watch fam too, is you ever just like the on loan from a bro concept. That's mind blowing to me. That's mind blowing. Uh, that's, that's like, I, I see it in the videos, right? Like I see it with the, uh, with the YouTubers and stuff. They're like, Oh, so-and-so lent this to me or whatever. And every once in a while, like yeah. you'll, you'll know that they're in like the UK or that they're in like some part of like, like Malaysia or something like yeah. that. And they're like, Oh yeah. So-and-so from, you know, wisconsin lent this to me i'm like someone so sent their watch across the world <laughs> to a complete stranger <laughs> and that's the thing is the trust that's here you want to know because at the end of the day they see your watch collection they know you don't beat up on yours yeah. that's someone i could mail my watch to and get it back with no problems you know i guess so i borrowed the khaki pilot for like three or four weeks and yeah. stuck on stuck on at stuck on time he's like listen take your time take your time and 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 never left my house i bought it off of him you know, and that's the trust that you get from this community. So, yeah, Khaki Pilot. And then I have a few other ones that are special to me. I have a Timex, uh, a Timex World, a World Time Watch that I barely mm-hmm. wear. It, doesn't, it needs a new battery. My 
wife gave it to me years ago. You posted that today, right? No, no, no. That's actually the the uh, Casio time, World Time. Oh, this okay. one. Yes. That's the one I. This this is a this is my first purchase in COVID right here. Okay. This is my Very first nice. COVID purchase watch. Nice. Um, but the other ones like a uh, Quartz, Quartz uh, Germany made. Uh, Timex, it's got every like country. You press a button and it changes to the time zone. It's an amazing piece. I just haven't put a battery in it for a long time. Mm-hmm. I have. Um, it's special because my wife gave it to me. I don't wear it often, but it still looks like it's in mint condition. And then I have a an Invicta, and then that was for my wedding, that I gave all my groomsmen's Invictas so we could all match because I couldn't afford buying everyone a Panerai, obviously. <laughs> and then yeah. And then I got, and then I, and then the other piece is a wooden watch my wife gave me as well. As you could see the trend, my wife's bought me quite a few pieces and has influenced awesome. me to encourage me to get other pieces too. So that's, yeah, really that's cool. my collection. So she's obviously supportive of, uh, of your hobby then. And obviously now it's probably more so that she's seen what it's turned into for you. Yeah. She's, um, she's quite shocked and happy and supportive as to where it went. She can't believe it. And, and I will give her a lot of credit to some of my inspiration too. I mean, she used to do a lot of live Facebook videos when she was doing fashion. Mm-hmm. And I used to watch her do those videos and say to myself, man, she's really talented. She's look at her, look at her talk on video. I want to mm-hmm. be just like that. And then I started doing that way later on my Instagram doing lives. And now I fully enjoy just engaging with people. It's, it's a, something new that I've, it's amazing. It really is. Cause I don't, never know I'd talk to people and talk to a screen and talk to comments and not have anyone talk back to me but enjoy it it's uh, it's, it's this crazy like social media world that we're in now it's, it's been exacerbated by yeah. COVID-19 obviously right so now we're, we're we're going into any sort of human interaction we can get and it's and it's creating that much more value because depending on where you are in the world like here in Canada, like we're not allowed to go see people and do things at all. You can't see our families. You can't see our friends. You know, we've been in lockdown where I'm at for coming up on six weeks now of like consistent. That's hard lockdown. That's like, you can't go visit your family. You can't go see, you know, your friends. You can basically go to work. If you're an essential worker, you can stay home. That's it. Right. Yeah. So it's been, and it's been kind of on and off. And then now we've had a consistent one for about six weeks. So yeah, it's been, it's been intense. It's hard to hear that, man. You know, honestly, like, it, again, it, it helps it, you focus on your home life and things that matter, and also what we could do, what we're doing right now. Absolutely, it's like it absolutely created the the opportunity and sort of the. It just it presented the, I guess, the necessity and opportunity for me to do something like this, so I can get out there and still mm-hmm. have some human interaction, right? I Very true. Very you know. True. I've enjoyed, like, I, I think I started, I think I kind of got into the watch fam in, I think it was July of 2020. And I kind of just started mm-hmm. chatting with people and kind of interacting. I enjoyed it, but generally back then, even though COVID had started already, the world was still like, kind of like, so, so the same, depending on where you were. But now, right. it's, now it's like totally different. And, and I'm just loving the interactions I'm able to have with people uh, through this community and being able to reach out, yeah. and st- start a project like this. And honestly, like this project I just, I started the, like, just to kind of go into a little bit about the project in the podcast. Yeah, really tell me quick. more like, about I, it. I don't want, I don't want to cut into, cut into my interview. Not at you, all. This is, a, like, this is your channel. I want to know about your stuff too wow. and your growth and your goals, man. It's, this is, you know, this, this project was meant to basically chronicle and give back 
to the watch community, right? I want it to be the opportunity for guys like you, guys like me, guys with 500 followers and guys with 50,000 followers mm-hmm. to come on the channel, talk about them, talk about, you know, what they love about the watch fam, what they love about the hobby, talk about their collections, talk about their pieces, whether they collect Seikos and Timexes or they collect or collect the uh, APs and, and protect Philippe's, right? Yeah, you're and, right. And I just wanted to kind of create it as a platform that was strictly dedicated to that. I know that there are other podcasts and other channels that, you know, they kind of do reviews and they do other things and, and yeah. you know, whatever, but I wanted, yeah, yeah. I wanted this to strictly focus on that. So I think having guys like you on, some mm-hmm. of the other people that I have planned going to the future, I, I, I think that that's, that kind of creates a really cool, um, a really cool kind of podcast that people get to just every day or every week or whenever they listen to it, they get to hear the voice of someone from the community talking about what they love, right? And look, and, and it's a good thing because look, we, it's almost like I picked up the phone and that's, that's a good thing about what you're doing is it's almost like you and I picked up the phone. Mm-hmm. and uh, we're just talking watches and we're yeah. catching up and that's what it's all about is really yeah. just having an outlet letting people hear two people just talk about a hobby a love something motivating some some goals and it might change their day it might inspire them on a certain piece it might do something and 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 it's just a, it's a nice it's a nice listen that's a good thing that you're doing well i i appreciate it i hope uh i hope more people <laughs> keep listening and I hope it continues to grow and that I'm able to have more guests. I got to ask you something though, because you know, we went through me wearing the PAM 422. What are you wearing? I got the speedy pro. I was going to, I was going to ah. talk to you about your speedy, but I got the speedy on the Forster <laughs> flat link. Oh man. I want the, I want the flat link really bad. Get it, dude. I've been so, I will. I think I will. I think I'm torn between, you know, what it is every bracelet strap, anything I get it's it, I have this weird mentality that I want to put everything away towards the next piece eventually mm-hmm. and then and then every little thing I buy for the current pieces is, is going to take away from the next piece but at the end of the day it's mm-hmm. fine I, I'm torn between a mesh for some reason a mesh or a flat link when it comes to the speedy I don't know why but the flat link is just beautiful looks I amazing think, I say go with the flat link and I say get the Forstner yeah. one I did, I did a lot of comparisons with like the Forstner one and some of like the third party ones off of eBay um some of the like the Uncle Seiko flat link which is another great example um but yeah I love the Forstner one it it totally just like it just really changes the watch and it makes it so much more okay. comfortable the way it drapes on the wrist I just I love it. I, I think it's a fantastic bracelet. So I, I definitely, I, there you go. Get one, get one tonight. <laughs> I'm get, I'm ordering it right now. I'm on the the podcast live. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hope, I hope Forstner hears this and sends me like, you know, a little kickback or something like that, but we'll see. <laughs> I'll make sure when I order it, I'll, I'll send them a DM and tell them you were the reason why, just so there they you know, know why I ordered there it. There you go. And tell, and tell them to watch the show. Number. Yeah, tell them to watch. I'll give the them show. my order number too. Yeah, because you, you just plugged you plugged them just now. Just to actually, you did. I did. I'm plugging it's everyone plugged. for free. Everyone, everyone gets a free yeah. plug right now. So that's that's exactly. all. Exactly. So so yeah, I I love the Speedy. It's a classic piece. It's you know obviously I really want a Panerai. Um, whether <laughs> like and and that's gonna be I think that's gonna be the next piece for sure. And I love your your shots with the Alpha straps. I love their page. I love the the, the design on their straps. So I know. 
as soon as the order, as soon as the order is placed for the Panerai, whichever one I end up, the next trip is going to be the Alpha Straps website. It's going to be <laughs> like four or five sets of straps coming yeah. from them, and, and obviously I'll use your your coupon code that you have as well too. There you so. go, TPL ten. <laughs> Beautiful. There you go. Now we both got a plug. My first in code. There. My first code ever. That's funny. But Perfect. yeah, man, you won't be disappointed. I, I say no. the Alpha Straps is the closest thing to, I guess you could say, if you're not going vintage with mm -hmm. the you know the one with the whole way through if you're not going vintage and you want something that's really close to OEM from Panerai that's a good one to get a cup a, a few different colors in because it's the same it's the same feel same Perfect. feel do they do the little yeah. uh, metal tubes as well like the metal tubes in the ends that one they don't so that one okay. they don't okay they don't, they don't they do it with just the regular um the pins okay you don't need the you don't need the tubes for that one yeah okay cool yeah. cool yeah, okay it's different um all right, so you talked a little bit about what's in the collection. Obviously, we've talked about your mm -hmm. love for the pieces that are in the collection. What's next? You, you talked a little bit about a new piece, or you're you're thinking about you don't want to detract from a future purchase. So, what is the next future purchase? Few. I mean, there's two that I would choose. One is the BB Red. Okay. Uh, Tudor. Nice. There's something about it. I think uh, when I when I took, it's just beautiful. But when I took away, think about it. Uh, Pam four two two price. Mm -hmm. versus bb red price it's quite quite the difference mm -hmm. and for a while i stopped looking at panerai for a long time saying that's just unattainable for now it's very expensive and the bb red just kept screaming at me like buy me take me and and i ended up following and liking a bunch of bb red pictures for like months maybe a year mm -hmm. and and then my wife was like you know, you want the Panerai more than that, right? Like, you know, she remembered that I wanted the Panerai more. She goes, don't settle. And I got back into just really focusing on the Panerai savings. So mm -hmm. BB Red would be next. And then another one would be a Grand Seiko. Something in the 44 GS case design, the grammar by design or grammar of design. Perfect. Um, that, yeah, yeah. Those, those two would make my collection pretty substantially whole for a long time yeah with the exception of maybe like a micro brand uh or two that i want yeah. to add in eventually yeah definitely I, they're that's those are some awesome picks you know i'm a tutor guy so i'm i'm all yes for, you are you i am <laughs> your tutor's beautiful man i mean Thanks, it's buddy. yeah it's a beautiful piece man uh that's that's it's, for everything it's it's a shame because like it is i uh it's my favorite piece and it's my favorite piece to photograph but what like all of all my attention all the attention that i get on my on my page is always on the speedy so it's kind of a it's kind of a shame because i feel like the tutor I, I feel like i put the most love into my shots of the tutor and it doesn't get the attention that the speedy does like you know like today i just posted up kind of like a just like a whatever wrist shot it's like 300 400 likes or whatever right oh, and, and there's two cults out there right there's two cults out there pam yeah. cult and a speedy cult and and the subcult rolex I guess. <laughs> yeah. the, the subcult too but the, and yeah not just rolex but a subcult you're right about mm -hmm. that because my yacht master gets a lot less likes than all my watches mm -hmm. isn't that crazy it's bizarre it's, gold, man. it's a solid gold beautiful vintage rolex yacht master and it gets less likes than the speedy and the pam it's interesting it's interesting you say that because my wife who is your 85th hundred follower by the way <laughs> <laughs> she wants she wanted me to say that i had to say it i had to say it she, she's yeah, number 8500 thank you so, for that yeah, thank I'll, you for that when she listens I'll take to this, that i'm sure i'm sure she'll giggle when she hears this but <laughs> when when she was looking at your page the first thing she said was like damn 
that Rolex is amazing. So she was, all about, yeah. she was all about the Yacht Master. She thought it was an incredible piece. And of course, I'm like, yeah, but look at the Panerais. Look at his beautiful Panerai. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it's yeah. true, though. I know. It, it, it's it's, it's mind blowing. And that was from your father. I take correct? a lot. My father, I watched him wear it for many years. Um, and then he just, I used to watch him clean it, put it on, dress it, you know, put it, complete his outfit, then put mm -hmm. it away in the box. And then, and then there was quite a few years. I used to tease him, like, you're going to let me wear it one day. And then there was quite a few years I didn't see him wear it at all. It was just in the box. And then that's when I used to tease him more, like, can I wear it? Can I borrow it? And he just, that's the, and that's a, that was my goal watch. My goal watch was finish school and then get a new job and you can maybe have it. Finish school, didn't get it yet, got a job, didn't give it to me because it wasn't a real job. And then got a job where I wore a suit every day. And he gave it to me to wear for a couple of times. And then he said, you know what? It's yours. And that's why the Rolex has never been a Rolex to me. It's mm -hmm. been just a watch my dad and my mom worked hard for. And it, it, I didn't even know how much it was, to be honest with you. I never knew how much a solid gold watch was or what a Yachtmaster or Submariner. I just knew they were cool watches and that I was wearing one and that it reminded me of my dad every time I wear it because he worked hard for it. My mom worked hard for it. So you know, I could never even call myself a Rolex fanboy because I never was. I'm a, I'm a inspired fanboy by mm -hmm. the hard work that that watch actually means, mm -hmm. which is really crazy. That's yeah. it's, it's incredible. It's a beautiful gift from a father to his son. Absolutely, right. Yeah. And and it's beautiful that you yeah. get to to share those memories of him and and yeah. sort of and also you get to look back fondly on how much you yearned for the watch as well. Right. And how much, yeah. how much you wanted it. Right. Yeah, What's true. So you kind of touched on it a little bit, I think kind of just talking about it there, but like, so what is your philosophy with collecting then? Collecting. So me, me as a whole, it's always been a feeling. It's never been a brand. It's never been the price, the specs, the status. It's been a feeling. So good example. My dad's wearing a Rolex as a, as a kid, it was a, as a teenager, kid, whatever, I, it was a feeling, just the way it looked on his wrist and how he took care of it. I loved it. Didn't even care if it was a Rolex. I think mm -hmm. my friends had to tell me how much a Rolex was while I was wearing it. And I didn't even realize how big of a thing it was. And they were like, that's a Rolex. I'm like, it's my dad's watch, like, whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it's been a feeling. So my, my philosophy around collecting is, do I feel something when I look at it? And does it give me a feeling of like presence, uh, warmth, style? Uh, the Panerai was another goal because as soon as I saw it under someone's cuff, the crown guard, the curvature of the case, bam, I had a feeling. I was like, that just made me feel like presence, wanted it. And then every other piece after that, my, I, my Seiko Save the Ocean Turtle, something about the gradient blue dial and just the way it looked, I showed my wife a few pictures of it on Instagram and she remembered it and she reached out to someone in the watch fam before mm -hmm. I was in the watch fam and he helped her confirm that was a good watch and a good deal for her to buy. He didn't even know her and he didn't know me and now I'm friends with him on Instagram. Isn't that crazy? Awesome. That's awesome. It's crazy. Wow. So my yeah, my philosophy is just, is it, is it, does it give me a feeling? Mm -hmm. Is there a value behind the brand? And is it something I know that I'll reach into my watch box for? And hmm. that's kind of how I collect. Hmm. Yes, and you, also, do I have? 
do I have like one for different functions? Like, you know, do I have one for the beach? Do I have one for okay. dressing up, things like that? But I don't, that's my philosophy around it is, do I have one for everything that I need to do in life? And am I going to wear it? And does it also mean something to me? Like, is there a value behind it? That's awesome. I think that's, I think like really deep down, that's kind of what collecting these things are supposed to be about, right? I mean, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. they're not really anything special without the stories and the meanings and the emotions behind them right yeah. otherwise they're just pieces of metal that tell the time and cost way too watches. much money exactly yeah. and, right at the end of the day there's a, there's people who flip watches i have no judgment on the way anybody collects out there there's people mm-hmm. who own a watch for a little while there's people who collect collect the way you want to collect everyone collects differently mm-hmm. i'm one of those when i get something it's it's gonna mean something and that watch is gonna experience things and 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 give me a a time in my life that i get to look at the watch and say that's when that happened you know what i mean and that's that's how i feel about watches absolutely gotta do what works for you man right exactly yeah exactly. yeah perfect so I, I didn't even bring it up in the beginning i wanted to say thank you because uh you gave me the opportunity to make the beat of your intro i was just gonna get into that that's perfect oh where yeah. were you yeah so <laughs> so funny. perfect so i guess that, that, that's that's the perfect segue so <laughs> i want to say thank you no i wanted to say thank you so uh, for those yeah. of you who enjoyed our, our intro music or enjoyed the intro music here at uh, rico's watches <laughs> podcast that was actually completely i guess conducted and and, uh, and produced produced by our good friend jeremy here he, and you just did it on a whim like i just mm-hmm I was just asking, I think, I think I was just asking you about it. And I think you're like, Hey man, you know, I make music or like I'm, I'm musically inclined. And you, <laughs> I was like, I didn't, but that's sweet. And then if you showed me, you yeah. have a, you have a single on uh, Apple music, correct? I do. I do have a single on Apple music. I released a little while ago. And that was like a, that was like my bucket list project to make mm. a song and just release it. And um, yeah, it didn't get anywhere, but I could, I could go to sleep at night saying I'm an artist because yeah. technically I'm an artist. I put something online and people can listen to it whenever they want to. It's a beautiful song though. I mean, you, you killed it. Thank you. What's it called Thank for the you. people listening? Oh, it's called priority. And I did yeah. dedicated it to my wife because it was all about making your significant other, your priority and, and how you feel about them. Uh, a little mushy, but, but you know, you know, I, I'm sure she'll, <laughs> I, I'm sure she'll love hearing you talk about it on the podcast when she, yeah, listens she to loves it, right? it. She loves it. That's and, awesome. and that's the thing too. It's what's funny is like all that whole song was produced completely on my iPhone. I didn't use any equipment. I just play with instruments. Um, I sang on my iPhone. I mixed it up on my iPhone. I recorded using the earpiece. That's and this is, that's the way I made your beat for your intro too, is when, when you said that I, I joked, it was almost like, I didn't think you, you would actually go for it. Because you're, I'm honored because you're the first person in my whole life that I've given, I worked on something and gave to to put on something and you're using it. So when I listened to episode one and, and, and I pressed play, it was just so cool to hear like my beat, start your show and the way it came in. And you're right, the, the violins was perfect to like fade away and go into you talking. And I'm blown away. I know you're saying thank you to me because... Like I, because I made it for you, I'm saying thank you because you, you like it. And it's, that's humbling to me is that I made something on my iPhone while my wife was, you know, at work and she got home and I played it and she goes, wait a second, you made that tonight. So I spent hours on it. I just sat here and I just came up with this melody in my brain. I made the drum beat 
and I mixed it together and I'm going to send it to Rico. And she's like, I like it. And then you loved it. I'm like, this is, this is too cool, man. Thank you. It sounded awesome. So I guess, I guess, (laughs) I guess, thank you again, just to be extra Canadian. Thank you. Sorry. You guys say thank you and sorry. Right. And real sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And, and you're welcome because I know that it obviously means a lot to you to be able to hear hear your song at the intro of every one of my, uh, every one of my, of my podcast yeah but you get no royalties that's <laughs> fine listen i get no royalties but hey look if i don't make beats on the regular but if anyone wants you to make them a beat <laughs> absolutely you know what cool man that's awesome and that's another perfect example just to highlight to people of how awesome the watch fam is and how you bring people together right and so many people from yeah, different man. walks of life with different skill sets and and like even just this, like this video like uh your authorized dealer i had him on as my first guest because he's the one who actually taught me how to edit all this stuff he showed, showed me how to use <laughs> how to show adobe yeah. uh premiere pro and and uh, audition and all that so i can actually start figuring this stuff out and i mean my understanding of it is still very basic the very very first yeah. episode we did i actually deleted the whole thing by accident so. uh, you told me about it <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so the first one so so episode one was almost kind of like a rehash of episode zero i guess as we called it how did that feel how did that feel to redo it and i think you could i think you could tell um or i I don't know like i feel like this interview that you and i are having is much more authentic and raw than like the one that i had just hanging out just just hanging out right absolutely but and 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 it's no it's no slight against alex at all like awesome dude which was a great, that was a great interview. It was yeah, really great cool. to talk to, incredible collection, super funny guys, got an awesome page, you're, <laughs> you're authorized dealer, right? Go check yeah. them out. But um, he, it, it just, it was tough because you're asking the same questions when you already know what the answer to them is going to be. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I, think uh, that, I know, I know. Yeah, and I think it just, I think there's yeah. that part of it and it's just, you just, you're, I think we were both like super tired that day too. So we we're both kind of like, okay, let's, that's why the episode's only like half an hour long. And I think ours is already pushing over an hour here. So yeah, it's almost an hour. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've listened to other podcasts that were like an hour and 30, an hour and 20, I, you know, but we're talking about good stuff. We're having a good absolutely. time. And... Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, so and really quick, I know you asked me, I want to ask you one thing. What's sure. your next? Well, actually, you answered it already. You said you, you might do a Panerai, right? It's a Panerai. It's Panerai but I'm still I'm still on the fence about which one. Okay. So okay. I got so I got I got the the uh, 564. I'm looking. You know what? I'm just gonna pull up the old watch recon because I got like 15 different references li- listed in here, bro. So <laughs> Dude, got... you should have seen my my little checklist for a long time before oh, I chose the 422 was because I went back and forth. Radio mirror, submersible. It's hard. Uh, dude. You know, it was just and then and then I said okay, I had to narrow it down. So I have That's the, crazy. so I have the 1351, which basically has every single thing that I want: titanium case, tobacco dial, gold hands, uh, 1950s case, exhibition case back. But it's a three-day automatic, and it has a date. Um, so that's the mm-hmm. only. So those the only thing is that doesn't. I, I I don't love the date window. I don't hate it, but I don't love. Yeah, it. but you want it to be clean. You want it to be classic, just straight mm-hmm. dial. Mm-hmm. No and date, it's a 1950s no case. But... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the next one is the 564, which is a Batterini case, tobacco mm. dial. You can get the older variations, like the older models. You can get our, um, those came with sandwich dials. Now the, the modern yep. ones they're currently producing are painted dials. Um, they're painted sausage dials? 
Like the I don't ones think... that are like on top, or... they're not no, even sausage dial. No, just... it's just straight, okay. straight painted on like straight screen dial. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it doesn't. It's not horrible, but I do like a sandwich dial. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the uniquely Panerai things that I think is lost if you don't if you don't get that on a watch. And there's the five six nine, which I think okay. was a that is the uh, like the hobnail dial. 47 okay. millimeter um the left-handed millimeter yeah so it's the same. destro the destro yeah and it's with a 19 the, with the it's like your it's a like gear watch yeah it's like your watch yeah. but it's, it's they're submersible um i don't think i can pull off a 47 millimeter watch what's your so wrist size seven Six inches seven's good yeah Seven's good uh, you're like seven and a half well, right I'm, I'm like so on a good day i'm like seven and two three and then you know it depends on if i'm eating that filipino food with the sodium in it there you go seven and a half comes real quick <laughs> okay okay I, I feel you that's, what, that's what, another reason why i love the force and braces the stretchy links at the bottom because when i heard I'm, about that when i'm hitting the italian food real hard and my there wrist swells for three times its normal size <laughs> too much pasta all of a sudden i'm glad i got a stretchy oh, yeah <laughs> yeah stretchy link. that's i didn't I've, i didn't even rem- i didn't realize i had stretchy links that's cool yeah it does right right at the bottom the last three there but yeah, so there's this, so there's this five six nine. It's quite a rare. I think that's a pretty rare reference, and they're quite quite pricey. Um, so they only made a very small amount of them. Then there's the six eighty two. Sure. The six eighty two is the uh, submersible with the uh, ninety ten, the three day movement. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's nice. And but I want, I, but I want a very specific one. I want the T serial one. Um, because okay. when they when they first released them, they had exhibition case backs with the ninety ten movement, and then they were leaking. So you, I remember you talked about that once. They had yep. Yeah. So then so then they went they switched to the solid case backs, and then mm-hmm. they did a small run of I think it was either a thousand or fifteen hundred. I think it was a thousand uh, okay. that, that were T serial ones, and uh, they had a revised see through case back a, a exhibition case back that allowed you to see the movement again um, but it didn't leak which is pretty handy on mm. a 300 meter dive watch that your watch doesn't just, leak yeah it's that's very handy you want my that. uh my buddy uh horology hound on uh, instagram he mm-hmm. actually just sold his t-serial um 682 and i'm, I'm jealous I wish I, I wish i had the money i would i probably would have put it would have offered him something yeah because i mean especially now would've, and, and it would have been cool too because he's your buddy and then imagine you get it off him and then you continue the journey it makes it well, even more special. exactly exactly right and he's over in australia yeah. so i mean it would have been kind of like yeah. share, sharing it amongst the commonwealth brothers and all that it's a whole you know all of us people who yeah. are part of, the, part of the ex-British Empire. So it just kind of adds a cool part of it too. But um, so yeah. there's the 682. And then the last one I was looking at was the 796. Okay. Which is, so I th- if I recall, that's actually a stainless steel variation, but it's the, um, I can't remember if that one is the one that says like, instead of eight days, it says eight giorno. Like for oh, eight giorno. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's either that one or that was, or it's the left-handed uh, one with the 5001 movement that has the eight you said Pam 796. Yeah, so I can't remember if that's the eight Giorno one or that's the one that has the um, no, that's the one that says eight days and it still has the um, it still has uh, eight days in blue. Okay, and, then, and it has the and it's the left handed with the okay, so sandwich with, dial. So with that one, when you look at the back though, of the it has a 5001 movement, the P5001, and it has um, yes. a power reserve. And, I, and it sees that the reserve goes all the way to eight, which yes. is crazy. But it's the only watch in the current ca- catalog that has the 5001 movement. It's like they made, wow. they made that movement for one watch. 
and only one. It. So like, and I, I'm I'm hoping they put it in more watches later down the road, but I've only seen it in that one watch. So it's I really think nice though. It's, well, that having the, I mean, the eight days is amazing in itself. I mean, I heard it takes like three minutes to hand wind it and stuff like that. Oh, you got to wind you gotta, this one is like I, I gotta wind it like ninety times, like nine, like ninety, like oh, just ninety not. of those. Yeah, eighty or ninety times, and then it's good. But at least three days is good. But yeah. um, my boy, my boy stuck on time. Just got the eight days. Um, which model do you get? It's beautiful. He got the. Hold on, two seconds. Stuck on time. He got the. 590 did you did you label that or did you say that out loud or no? i was i didn't say it out loud but i was i've looked at the 590 as well that's the uh, stainless steel black dial right stainless steel black dial that one says eight giorno bravado beautiful bravado and so that, that one has the sub dial and that one's eight days no power reserve okay and I, not see through and not see through case back oh interesting yeah I, I think that i think like i love industrial design so I think yeah. that uh, like I would love to have a Panerai where it has the exhibition case back. I know their movements aren't like crazy finished like uh, Omega or something not, like that. But, no, I, no. but there, there's a certain beauty in just like the stark utilitarianism of their movements that I think With is that just brush going one way the exactly. whole way through. And then and the, the fitty though. Right. The 1950, do you see that one where Panerai is engraved throughout the whole back? That's a beautiful one too. I didn't see that. It's called fitty. Okay. It's called the nine. It's called. It says nineteen fifty right in the front, and they labeled it the Panerai Fitty F I D D Y. Mm. Very rare, um, very expensive, mm -hmm. but amazing. You should look that up for fun. It's forty-seven oh. millimeter. Uh, I think, like you said, I'll just be looking at it for fun at that size and that price. But you know, it's. <laughs> I'm sure it's a beautiful piece. The I love. I love it the is. use. I, I, love, to... I love like the little like. Um, the little uses of blue they started to incorporate in that that like that azuri blue that they use right it's mm -hmm. uh you're right it's, it's beautiful it's a little pop it's a nice little yeah, pop it's cool it's yeah. kind of it kind of adds a little bit more to their to their pieces which i mean you know they they can start to all look the same and they can be a little bit uh, bland i guess sometimes so it's cool to kind of see a little yeah. pop of color you know so exactly so other than all that. So thank, thank you for asking. That was, that was kind of a cool little side, little side quest. We went yeah. On. I just wanted but, to know, because at the end of the day, we will, everyone wants to know what Rico's looking to get to, you know what I mean? It's not just about the guests. Sometimes we want to know what you're getting to because Rico's listen, looking to get his wife's wrong. permission to buy a watch. That's what Rico's looking for. <laughs> <laughs> we always find tricky ways to ask too. you know, that watch fam, right? Watch fam. We're always trying to find little ways to be like, Hey babe, you know, uh, I saw this little really nice, you know, you kind of kind of way to segue it in and then you read their reaction for a little bit. Oh. How, and if how it's much, not so bad, you're like, there's a chance. I'm going to work on that now. How much is it? Oh, you know, like three, four, five, three, eight. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> three, four, three, four, five, ten. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a lot, but, you know, it's still it's it's affordable. It's affordable. <laughs> it's affordable. And, it'll, yeah. and it's an investment. Yeah. There you yeah. go. So, so, so with you being, uh, you have the speedy as well. So you have the Sapphire sandwich. What do you think of the new Speedmaster? You know, what's crazy is like, I love it. I think it's really cool. The, at first, when it first came out and having the 1863 Sapphire sandwich and you don't really, you don't really, it's, there's no, like, I'm not lusting over it. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not lusting over it, but then the more I read about it and the more I go to 
um, Fratello watches their podcast and you got, you know, Robert Yan talking about the differences and why certain pieces are more special and the history behind the movements. Mm-hmm. It makes you, you can't listen to stuff like that because now you're like, oh, that's why that's special. I think mm-hmm. I want that now, you know, yes. but, yes. <laughs> you know, there's certain things, you know, the little details that they put into that, that piece would be very cool to have. And just to know that the little things like how, how much more accurate the movement would be how anti-magnetic it is mm-hmm. i think for the price jump they should really be bringing that up to like 100 meters at least figure it out mm. but i guess that takes away from the vintage feel of it right is that why they keep it that way because i think i, I think know. they could i think that more water resistance could be done could be had i, I don't know opinion. i've heard stories of people that you know have like been doing the dishes and all of a sudden their their speedies like destroyed and full of water and then i've also seen pictures of guys that are like literally diving with their speed master on they're like 50 meters see, is yeah. fine <laughs> yeah people say they dive in it I, I don't know if you ever saw the movie with jason statham uh the, is it um he had it with jessica alba the part two version of it yeah the tra- anyway uh, had, uh, the uh not transporter the mechanic yeah, another one the mechanic he was do- it? yeah he dove he dove yeah. into he dove from his boat underwater to swim into the bigger boat to save somebody. And he dove with this. I know it's a movie, but I slow mowed it. And the speedmaster that was on his wrist still what it dove into the water with him. Didn't he also I don't like, know. didn't he also press one of the pushers on that, though, and it beeped like a digital watch? Yes. So, you know, it could have been a complete, yeah, you know, so, but it makes you wonder, like, I know he didn't, I know he's not diving into the water with a real speed mask. So that could have been a movie prop, but at the end of the day, you want to be able to keep a piece like that on all the time without worrying about it. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think that people get a little too hung up on the, the water resistance of the Speedmaster. I think like you have to remember this thing literally went through the craziest NASA tests possible. Yeah, yeah. This thing beat out the Submariner or, or I guess it's not the Submariner, it beat out the, the Daytona or it the did. Cosmograph or whatever it was at the time. It, it has been outside of space vehicles in outer space has been on the surface of the moon. Like I'm pretty confident that it can handle a little splash here and there. And I mean, yeah, I, I think even if you went for a dip in the ocean or something like that, you'd probably quick be okay. Qu- quick one. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it with my Speedmaster, but I do it <laughs> with neither. someone else. So I do it we with can, someone else's. Listen, <laughs> we can say we could say all we want. Listen, I'm pretty sure. I'm just not going to do it with mine, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear like you know tomorrow. Hey, uh, some guy on the internet said I should go in the ocean with my Speedmaster, and now it's ruined. Yeah, exactly. you know? I don't want. Exactly. I don't want to listen do whatever you want to do but i'm just saying you're probably yeah. you're probably okay if you if you take you know get it a little wet in the pool or something it's like true. that probably, but i think like what bothered me in that the new one know, yeah with the new one what, what bothered me i loved i loved the the vintage little touches they put in there like the dot over 90 the step mm-hmm. dial all that um i think the new bracelet's a big improvement i like the new bracelet yeah me yeah. too uh, i'm not i'm not keen on it being changed to a coaxial though I just, I don't, uh, I understand like it's more anti-magnetic. It is better timekeeping. You think it takes away, you think, you think that takes away from the, the vintage feel of it? Kind of. It like takes the, away. The history of it, the, 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 the DNA of it. You mean. It's, it's like, and, and I, I use this example because it's, you know, it, people do it and it, and it, it, it's really cool, but it's like, there's like the Shelby Cobras, the, the AC Cobras, right? 
where yep. it has like has that that beautiful vintage exterior on it, right? It's classic, untouched since the '60s, right? Like mm-hmm. it's 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 a instant instantly recognizable car, but then someone pulls out like a you know a 302 motor or the 427 big block Ford and puts in a, a modern Corvette V8 in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you can do it and you'll have a super cool fast car and it'll work well and it'll be amazing and all that stuff. But there's something lost by not having that old analog feel right. to it. it right? Takes away, it takes away from that. From the heritage, yeah. you know, it takes away that, that heritage a little bit. And I think like, you know, part of it too, like what I love about like the 1861s and, and the 861s, it's like you could go to any watchmaker that's competent and say, you fix my watch and he can fix your watch. Yeah, you you're right. On your you're watch, right. right now, Omega has essentially forced you to send your watch to them. Because, yeah, because no, no watchmaker is going to mess with that. With the might. coaxial and they limit they limit the coaxial parts, the supply <clears> chain. <throat> they, they basically keep it all in-house. I think I, I spoke to a watchmaker one time about it, about the, the new coaxial movements. And it's something like just to get the tools from Omega, like they'll sell you the tools but they make it, it's like just to get the tool set, it's something like thirty or forty thousand dollars. Yeah, and then how many how many people with coaxial movements are gonna actually walk into the watchmaker to get it done? And there's his return on investments not really there and he's not gonna get it. He's not gonna order it. Right. And I mean, so then so then even then you get so say someone does spend the money for the, the, the tools to work on the on the coaxial movements. And I mean, maybe there's been like a you know, made in China copy of the tools now that's much more accessible. I don't know. I'm not a watchmaker. I'd suppose <laughs> maybe I'll have to have one on the show and talk about it with them. But, yeah. uh, you yeah, know, it, it, it's uh, it's just sort of a lost opportunity, right? But even if someone had the tools, then Omega limits the parts. So you can't, right. so then you got to hunt around for parts that have somehow squeaked past their sort of system of keeping everything clawed back and with them, right? So yeah. it's, yeah, I just I didn't like that. I mean, I, I'm not in a hurry to sell my my 1861 variation. I think they're cool. It's kind of neat to kind of see them starting to go up in price a little bit now too. I yeah. think I think it's a temporary increase. I think it's just people are, you know, getting worried about oh well now all of a sudden these won't be around anymore and there's they get caught up in the nost- in the nostalgia. I think it'll take I think it'll take a long time for like true real value to happen with uh, 1861 1863. I think the yeah. more maybe the vintage ones go up even more even faster than these maybe i think i think yours the sapphire sandwich will go up more because i think they're rarer than just the standard 1861 variation but i mean like there's i because of the because of the metal um it's because it doesn't have the uh what what is that uh there's a there there's a there's a a plastic piece yeah yeah. it's inside of the 1861s that they replaced with a metal one uh because it's a display movement so they wanted Mm -hmm. to they wanted to pretty it up a little bit right so they so they did that but they just it just seems like they made less they made a little bit less of those i mean they never really um limited the supply chain like rolex has yeah Um, yeah, so i mean they're they make them pretty available to people so i don't think there'll ever be a shortage of watches but i don't think so either you yeah. could find them. You could, I mean, you can't really call an authorized dealer now and find the, like the 1863, 1861 as much because people bought them. I think a lot of people bought them when they really found out that the new one was coming out and they, they ordered them. You know what I mean? Because I even mm-hmm. called a, the authorized dealer that I used to get mine. And I think he said he didn't have any more. I actually mm-hmm. bought the last one. And he didn't know when he was going to order it again. So oh, I was lucky. Go. I got the Look last one at a store. Yeah. Nice. All the more reason to love that piece, man. That's yeah. This is, one's a special one. 
adds to that cool story, right? You got right the here last next to one. me. Beautiful. <laughs> I, have, I always have a couple watches while I'm working, like next hmm. to me, the one I'm wearing and a couple that are around me. I don't know why. Uh, that's kind of fun to interact with them and have them around, play with them. Right? Exactly. You know, exactly. Nice, nice little mental break from what you're working on. So, and what, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, what do you think about the, um, the sub going up to 41 millimeters now? I didn't mind that either yeah. because again, it's hard to ask me that because I'm wearing a 47 millimeter Panerai. Mm -hmm. I guess so, so. Yeah. Like me size, the size I, I never, again, like, like I said in the beginning, I've never been a technical specs person. Mm -hmm. um, I've been a more field person. So I, I won't, I will not know the difference of mm -hmm. a 41 and a 40. Mm -hmm. um, it'll all about, it'll be about number one, if I could afford it and if I want it and me having the 47 millimeter Panerai, every watch is too small. Now, when I, when I take off the Panerai and put something else on, every watch is too small now until I, until I get back into the groove of the smaller watch. Like when I'm done wearing this Pam and I yeah. put the Speedy on, I'm like, damn, the Speedy's too small, but it's not. It's like when you, it's like when you've been driving on the highway for a few hours, right? Yeah. Going, you know, and then you all of a sudden you're driving back in a residential area yeah. and you kind of feel like you're still in like a little time warp or something like that. Cause everything are still kind of moving around you kind of fast. Yeah, you're you're yeah. used to the speed that you were going before. Exactly. So now you're used to the size you were going before and then switching down to a smaller one. I think, yeah, I think, you know, everyone got really up in arms about the change to the sub because it was such an iconic piece for so long, but then sure. realistically it's like everyone kind of was like, eh, it's one yeah. it's one millimeter and realistically like they're kind of almost bringing them up to the range of like the uh the tutors now that most of you know obviously they have the 39 millimeter yeah. versions but and, they also have 41 and, and most most people that i i understand when they tried on the 41 millimeter they said that it's not just the the, the millimeter but they changed the lug the mm -hmm. lug with, uh, length a little bit mm -hmm. so ergonomically it, it was actually Mm -hmm. if not the same more comfortable to some people it was an improvement yeah. yeah and i mean i think that that's kind of neat to see that happening like i know everyone was saying the trend was going downwards towards smaller yeah. watches but we're seeing omega bumping everything up to 42 millimeter or up right i mean they brought down the size of the planet ocean a little bit like for the the jumbo there but they do offer the smaller one now sure um sure. but like the the seamaster 300 went up to 42 millimeter now went up to 42 yeah uh the Submariner went up to 41 millimeter and then they also have like the 43 millimeter sea dweller and stuff too. So it's kind of neat. It almost starts to normalize kind of like the 44 uh, yeah, and 47 yeah. millimeter Panerai's, right? It kind of brings everything a little bit closer. And then Panerai it's, made a smaller Panerai to fit the people who want to wear it with their suit. You know, yeah. Well, so. the, yeah, I just, just don't get it in the water. Right. Well, that, and that's their philosophy is if you're going to buy, if you're going to buy a, a, a watch that, you know, you want to wear with a suit, are you really going diving with that actual Panerai? That's their mentality. It's true. Panerai said that to me during our call. And I was like, I have no words to say to you because you're actually right about that. Yeah. Like I'm going to buy a watch that I know I'm going to wear with my suit because I want a Panerai. And I've been wanting a Panerai, but I can't wear it every day because I wear a suit every day and I can't fit under. I mean, I, I don't care. I wear my Panerai in my suit. I don't care. Mm. But, you know, a thinner Panerai with the crown guard the crown guards there just to keep the aesthetics of a Panerai iconic look to it. And it's like 50 millimeters or 30, whatever it is. Uh, who cares? Because that watch is for dressing up. You're not jumping into the ocean after that. So it's yeah. true. That's a, it's an interesting perspective. I guess I, 
I never had the opportunity to ask Panerai like you did. So I guess it's a valid point. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I think, I hope a lot of people hear that because I think that would probably change some of the criticism that people have about it. You know, yeah. I think that that was one of the things with the Douay line that mm-hmm. people, people were hated. Just, people hated is it's like, ah, oh, 30, 30 meters water resistance. I think it was like, cause they put the big, the big, uh, crown guard system on it right yep. so they were like well this crown guard system is there to increase water resistance now yeah. i suppose that's not actually true though it's there to increase water resistance by um pressing down the crown but it's also more there for like sheer protection protecting it from getting knocked protecting getting the guard yeah yeah which i yeah. mean that i mean this in itself this this crown guard yes this the way they made this one and the whole case itself was you know, obviously for diving in itself, right? But then, mm-hmm. you know, if someone goes to the store and they say, look, I want something I'm going to wear in my suit. Mm-hmm. But why do you have the crown guard on something that's only 30, 30 meters water resistant, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, well, you want a Panerai. What is Panerai known for? We're keeping the look because mm-hmm. that's what you want. Mm-hmm. But you're not going diving with this. You want to wear it with your suit. You know, it's you true. can't make every, you can't make everyone happy look of course i want this to be 100 meters water it's true it's true this is not and but i'll still wash the dishes and i'll still shovel the snow and i'll still do stuff like that i'll still go to my car when it's raining and i and i'm not that anal about you know the speed on my wrist you bring up you bring up an excellent point because people people will rush to defend the speedy's poor water resistance like i did right yeah when it's like this watch is made to go to outer space but i can't get it wet right yeah you know so people will rush to the water resistance the poor water resistance on the speedy but they will lose their minds over the pan over the the panerai duet line right so i can't make everyone happy well but but you pointed out a little bit of an interesting hypocrisy in the watch fam right yeah Uh, so i think i think you you definitely you definitely You just you just like opened my mind. This is like this is like the Joe Rogan podcast but now, I right? <laughs> helped. I helped because that because the rep from Panerai, I had nothing to say. We yeah. were on a call with I think twenty VIP clients, some influencers, mm. and then Panerai staff. And someone goes, you know, the due. Why have the crown guard? And this guy straight up went on and was like, Well, you want to wear it with your suit. Are you going diving with the watch that you want to wear with your suit that fits on your cuff? And the person's like no, and he's like, and if 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 this did not have the crown guard, would you think you were buying a Panerai right now? I get it, radio mirrors don't have a crown guard, but would you think you were going for the iconic Panerai look? And he's like, no. He's like, okay, crown guard still looks like a Panerai. Thin, fits under your draft's cuff, smaller to fit your wrist, doesn't have the water resistance, but you're not going diving with this particular one. And he's like, mm-hmm. and no one had anything to say at that point. No one. And we're like, but- okay. But 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 James Bond does it. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. That yeah. that's 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 always you know, I think I think everyone kind of thinks in their mind they yeah that little bit of James Bond in them right these watches they're they're sexy right they're yeah they're go, they're they're like precision made uh, tools. Uh, yeah, but. I don't know if I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't know if after I sell these stocks and 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 make a few appointments on my sales. Call, Falls, I'm going to jump into the ocean and save somebody. You don't know. Right, exactly. When, you know, know, what if the Russians invade right now and I need something water resistance and tough, right? Yeah. <laughs> right now, you never know what's going to happen. Exactly. It's got to be go time. And I'm just saying, <laughs> if that if that happened, the Dewey is not going to cut it. That's all. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> cool, man. Hey, yeah, man. dude, you know what? I've absolutely loved talking with you. I feel like we could talk absolutely all night. Yeah, about I know. This. And <laughs> for real, it's like we're hanging out. Everyone's I at the mercy know. of us hanging out, but that's. That's watch talk. This is we could talk about things all 
all the time, man. But I appreciate it, man. Thank man, you. I've absolutely loved having you on the show. I can't wait to have you back on the show. I'll come back. Yeah. Perfect. I would love that. Uh, really quickly before we, we sign off though, and kind of wrap this up, where can people find you? Find me Instagram time, peace, love that's time. And then peace is spelled P E A C E E love YouTube. Same thing. Time, peace, love. And you can find me both channels. Both Perfect. Platforms. Yeah. Perfect. And likewise over here, Rico's watches podcast. That's where you can find me on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, we're also now streaming on Spotify and soon nice. to be Apple music. Yeah. It's been really exciting to be able to do that. Uh, so if you have any questions, comments, feedback, and you're watching on YouTube, please leave it in the comment section down below. Please like subscribe, hit the bell icon. If you like the pro if you like what you're hearing, if you're enjoying the content, it all helps the page grow, helps me generate more content for you guys. Likewise, if you're listening on any of the podcast streaming services, please follow. You'll be notified when any more awesome episodes come up with great guests like Jeremy. <laughs> you, can hear, you can hear more of that stuff too. And uh, if you or anyone else you know would like to be on the show, don't hesitate to reach out through Instagram or uh, send me an email directly to Rico's Watches Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks very much awesome. and take care.